0: The following program contains language and situations of an adult nature. Some material may not be appropriate for young listeners. If any adolescent ears are caught hearing this broadcast, they will be swiftly removed from the head they are attached to, and directly mailed to their parents. Do not ask who we are. Just accept that we are always watching. Thank you, and enjoy the show.
1: So should we do some funny bit for the cold open? Sure. Uh, what should we do? Oh, I got it. It's time for terribly terrible talks with Dave Capdeville. That's a title. That's a terrible title, but the talks are killer. They're killer. If you don't like sarcastic humor, you should probably go get out of here. But if you're starved for entertainment. Good whatever time you're listening to this, folks. My name is Dave Capteville, and welcome to my show, Terribly Titled Talks. That's right, they gave me my own show. Who are they, exactly? Ha <laughs> ha We're not allowed to ask that question. My guest tonight is a voice actor and good friend, best known for his roles as Angel Dust in Hasbun Hotel, Rocky from the upcoming Lackadaisy short, and of course, the one and only Garbage Glenn from Rick's Recycled Rotisserie. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Michael Kovac. How's it going, man? Hey, it's going okay. I just fucking, I'm just popping open these Cinnabon delights. Why are you eating Cinnabon in the year 2020?
0: Because I have it at Taco Bell because I needed my order to come to $12 or more.
1: No, because you have a problem. That too. You know what? I was going to save the Taco Bell discussion and uh, investigation. No,
0: bitch. We go all in at once.
1: (laughs) No, we're doing Taco Bell now. We're going to skip past, you know, your accolades and your... Fuck uh...
0: my accolades. It's about Taco Bell.
1: All right. Well, you have a very strange relationship with Taco Bell, Michael. I do. I literally had Taco Bell for the first time. That was the
0: sound of this bowl popping. I don't know if you heard it in the background. The bowl just made a popping
1: sound. I made a note to write down that everything that could go wrong would go wrong in the first episode, and I'm already <laughs> realizing how true that is.
0: It's absolutely accurate. But yeah, no, I um I was I've I have not had Taco Bell in like Three weeks because of uh, certain events in the world. So I just fucking decided, okay, I'm going to order some Grubhub Taco Bell. I've never ordered from Grubhub in my life. And so I'm like, this is my first Grubhub order ever.
1: Yeah, man. I don't know. Just with Taco Bell, too, is that I actually didn't have Taco Bell until I was... In college, I think. Bro, like, I just never, I just never ventured out for it. My first Taco Bell
0: experience was at a college campus when I was in high school, uh, exploring a college. There you go. I'd never been there before. Um, I had the shits immediately after. I, my body did not <laughs> handle it well. My body could not fucking handle the Taco Bell.
1: Yeah, and uh, the same thing happened before we started this show. As a matter of fact.
0: Yeah, yeah. I um again going back to the Grubhub story. I needed to reach a threshold of $12 in order to um, get free delivery. And so I was like, okay, my usual order is $7. I need to up it somehow. And so, number one, I got a thing of a 12-pack of Cinnabon Delights. And two, I got literally six chicken
1: quesadilla melts. Okay, so a 12-pack of Cinnabon Delights which should be called the depression dozen and six quesadilla melts, you're going to die. And that's coming from me of all people. Oh, I fucking, I consumed the six quesadilla melts
0: and I was, I felt like utter human trash. (laughs) I felt like I might as well fucking die.
1: The thing about Taco Bell is that in the moment, You think that getting it is going to be the best decision of your entire week.
0: No, it's like, dude, this is going to be fucking delicious. I love Taco Bell. And then you eat it and you feel like shit.
1: Yeah, the second you finish it, you regret everything. Like you'd rather give birth to a porcupine.
0: It's like, fuck, I should have just eaten a salad or something. At least I would have felt good after that. You should have just eaten the cardboard it came in. I still have it.
1: I could. Yeah, let's get some good old Taco Bell wrapper ASMR on the show. Oh, I just had some upchuck. I just upchucked a little bit. Can I tell you that uh, my dog, my beagle, his actual name is Chuck. We call him Chuck because uh, he upchucked in the back of my mom's car when we got him from the the pound.
0: (laughs) Okay, that's at least a perfect name for him.
1: Yeah, and you got to wonder if it comes off demeaning to him because he's 12 years old now. So every time we call his name, I wonder if he still thinks we're giving him shit for what he did 12 years ago.
0: I mean, to be fair, we have a, we have a few cats back at home in Ohio that we have named uh not great names. We have a cat we've literally named Little Bitch. <laughs> her name is Little Bitch. We call her BB, uh like uh, little bee, but we her real name is if Little Bitch. If it
1: was Bitch. BB though, it would be Big Bitch, right?
0: Yeah, we just call her BB cuz I literally don't know why we call her BB. Uh, Her name is Lil B, Lil Bitch. We just just shorten it to BB.
1: You have to wonder if somehow deep down we're going to find out years from now... That scientists are like, oh yeah, animals have completely understood everything we've ever told them.
0: And then we feel like shit because we've probably like yelled at our animals uh, like on a bad day and we're just like, oh wow, they really fully understood it.
1: Yeah, I've been shaming my dog for vomiting for the last 12 years and you've been calling yours a female dog.
0: Yeah, exactly. So we've just been abusing our animals as far as names go and so they just suffer with that acknowledgement.
1: Side note, this podcast is now sponsored by PETA.
0: Hey, PETA. I saw you in the Tiger King documentary. Oh,
1: God. We're not going to talk about Tiger King. (laughs) No, we're not. We're not. Everybody's fucking talking about it. Exactly. Now, speaking of terrible transitions, let's talk about voice acting tips. Oh, yes. And I don't mean anything that's going to help anybody. I mean... uh, Our
0: secret Twitter
1: account. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we literally made this, like, what was it, a a year ago? It was when we went to WonderCon in... uh, Anaheim. Yeah, Anaheim. Wait, is it Anaheim? Is that where... It was Anaheim. That's correct. Okay, yeah, we were at Anaheim at a convention,
0: um, and... I can't remember why we made the voice acting tips profile. I think we mostly made it to shit on the Blue Yeti.
1: Yeah, pretty much, because that's what it just derailed into over time. Because we were never going to seriously give voice acting tips it was going to be a joke account. Because the first thing we did with the account at the convention was just tweet an extremely close-up image of my face that just said, how about this for a hot voice acting tip? <laughs> it was just a fucking close-up of your face, yeah. Um. Actually, I think I do
0: remember... Why I made it. So I, I made the account uh, a little bit before WonderCon, and I just kind of told you about it. And I said, "Here, take take the first tweet." That was your biggest mistake. <laughs> It was. It was truly a horrible mistake. But no, if I didn't give that to you, I probably would have never ever made a single tweet on it. It would have just existed. I think I made it because I kept because I follow a bunch of voice actors on Twitter. Yeah, Uh, you know, because I'm a
1: voice actor. So oh, really? I would have never guessed,
0: dude. Yeah, I uh, I voiced. uh, What what was that third bit that you said I voiced in?
1: Oh, Garbage Glen from Rick's Recycled Rotisserie? Yeah,
0: that was my favorite role.
1: Yeah, that performance is your crowning achievement in life so far.
0: Yeah, I um, I don't understand why they wanted me to do Angel Dust's voice for that one, uh,
1: but I did, and uh, it sounds like shit. I'm shocked they didn't want you to just sound like a grumpy old garbage boy.
0: No, they they wanted me to do Angel's voice because it would give them more, um, more publicity because Has-Been's really popular and they wanted attention.
1: Ah, uh, that's true. That's a thing we both worked on by the way. That is a thing that we have both in fact worked on. I was a writer on the pilot episode and you are the voice of the character Angel Dust as we said earlier. You literally were the deciding factor <laughs> in my uh, in my enrollment. You know what's funny is that there are two sides to this story and your side happens to go back to Taco Bell again.
0: Yes. I was at Taco Bell when I saw that the Has-Been Hotel Twitter followed me, and I'm like, oh, fuck.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The other side of that story that I tell is that at the time I was speaking with uh, Vivian, the creator of the show, and um, we were talking about making final casting decisions for the Angel Dust character. (laughs) I was in the parking lot at my dentist's office uh, on a call with her and saying, like, you know, I really think we should go with this Kovac guy. He seems like he has it. She said, I think you're right. Let's do it. I said, okay, great. Talk to you later. I'm going to get a root canal. And then I got a root canal. Epic. Wasn't that because
0: you bit on a tortilla chip or something and it knocked your yeah, fucking- Yeah,
1: I bit I bit on a tortilla chip at a Mexican restaurant and just in the middle of it, it just snapped one of my front teeth just clean in half. Fuck. And so uh, now I have like a false tooth filling over uh, one in the right side. Like, I can't even tell a cool story. Like, I got in a fight with, like, a motorcycle gang. No, I got no, defeated, by, I got defeated a fucking- by a tortilla chip. Just ate a fucking tortilla chip that was too powerful for your tooth. Yeah, and it's like, I grew up in the South, so you think I'd at least have that redneck cred with it? Nope. Don't even get that. What's really fucked is I think I have a tooth
0: in the exact same spot. I think the exact same tooth that you fucking had to get filled. I'm pretty sure that tooth of mine is, is fucked. And it's going to need replaced at some point because it has had a ton of fillings and it still is fucked.
1: Gee, I wonder if it has to do with the 12 Cinnabon bites.
0: Yeah, it might. Yeah. you. I, I'm not going to fight you on that. You're probably correct.
1: Tooth decay is a cruel mistress, my friend. Tooth decay is
0: accurate. It happens and I'm going to have it because I drink a shitload of sugar.
1: Eh, it happens though.
0: I'm surprised I don't have fucking diabetes. Like at this point,
1: you never know. We're getting older.
0: We are getting older. Our bodies are becoming um, less immune to uh to what we what we put our bodies through as youngins so i
1: turned 26 right before they gave me this show actually i know so now you don't have health care yeah i don't have health insurance anymore and all of a sudden a few months ago my brain just went snap and now all of a sudden all these problems i never gave a shit about are flooding my mind on a constant basis
0: yeah i'm turning i'm turning 25 this year legally i still live in ohio Uh, So I'm probably going to try and go back to Ohio for a bit and get uh, other things done with, like, my health care just before I turn 26. So, like, I still need to get my uh, wisdom teeth removed. I know that's going to cause me a lot of suffering later in life if I don't do that soon.
1: You know, I remember I got my wisdom teeth taken out when I was working at an amusement park. Oh, okay. I was 16 years old. (laughs) And I was working at a uh, part carnival, part amusement park, and part water park called Dixie Landon in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And um, they were paying me $5 an hour to work the, uh, the ring toss and the, that game where you spray the water into the clown mouth and the horses run across. You oh, know? okay, yeah. Keep in mind that minimum wage is seven fifty, and you only made like what five dollars you said <laughs> five whole dollars an hour when I was sixteen fuck because they said that it was a temporary position for the summer, so they did not have to follow wage laws cut to about two years later. And I see on the news that that amusement park is fined some egregious amount of money for misuse of minor management or something like that. Whoa, I'm not fucking surprised. Color me shocked. That was my first job. And trust me, I saw a lot of tooth decay at that place.
0: I'm sure you did. I mean, also given where, you know, what area that's in.
1: I uh, I once saw um, at the ring toss booth, because we had like a giant, you know, giant stuffed animals hanging up that you could win for the prizes. Mm -hmm. And one of them was this large white tiger. And I remember this couple came up and the woman said, I want that tiger. And the guy said, okay. And he tried to win and he kept losing. And she said, I want that tiger. And he's like, I I can't win it. And she just, they just start screaming at each other. Oh my God. (laughs) And I kid you not, this is horrible, but she screams again, I want that tiger. And he just decks her in the face. Oh, holy shit. And this is about 6 feet away from me behind this small wooden block. Did you have to report that? Yeah, I had to call. I had to call the cops that were like in the park. Oh, okay. And they came down and they're asking me all these questions and I'm like, "Dude, I don't know. The the guy just couldn't win ring toss and he punched his girlfriend in the face cuz she wanted a giant white tiger." <laughs> just kept <laughs> fucking losing. Honestly, though, that's
0: kind of a bitch thing to do. Just fucking continue to scream at him when he's clearly having trouble. I don't think he should have punched her, but I do think that both of them were wrong.
1: They were both in the wrong. Both of them are pieces of shit. Yeah, because here's the thing with retail in general, folks. It goes both ways. You people are just as crazy as the people behind the counter are. I only worked in retail for uh, a holiday season back right after
0: I got done with high school. Uh, I worked at Toys R Us for the holiday season of 2013, and uh, I remember the only real bad experience I had was literally on the night that I went to, or on the morning that I went to work, after having stayed up all night binge-watching an anime because I couldn't sleep. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, so I literally got no sleep. I slept for maybe 10 minutes, took a fucking power nap, and then I went to work. So I was tired, so I, I had no filter. I usually am good at having a filter and not letting things bother me. I had no filter that day because I just—I was not having it. I was tired, and so this old lady was in the back of the store. I was doing like uh, reshop or whatever you call it, where you just collect items that are miscellaneously out of place. Yeah, reshop. Yeah, and you just put them back where they belong. Um, I was just doing that with a shopping cart, and uh, this old lady in the in the back of the store is like. Can I have your shopping cart? And um, it's still full. <laughs> and I said, "No, I'm currently using it." Do you need a shopping cart, and or whatever? And she's like, "Well, yes, I, I want to buy this thing or or whatever." She there's this big thing she wanted to buy, right? And uh, she was she was just like, "Can you give me your shopping cart?" And I said, "No. Why didn't you grab a shopping cart when you entered the store?" <laughs> I just said, why didn't you buy a sh- why didn't you pick up a shopping cart when you entered the store if you were going to buy something?
1: She just eyed the most inconvenient one and knew she had to have it.
0: Yeah, I just I was not going to go to the fr- front of the because this is the back of the store. I was not going to go to the front of the store and get her a shopping cart. Right, and uh, this is at a time when I was like really early into work. And uh, at th- at the time, we had such an influx of employees that we didn't all have those like walkie talkies. For some reason, we all we didn't have enough for everybody. So I was I did not have like a walkie talkie to ask employees for help. So it was literally just me alone with this old lady. And I'm just like, you should have grabbed a shopping cart when you came into the store, you dumb bitch.
1: That's the worst because when you have a customer who's just dumb like that and they put themselves into a stupid situation, they're going to take it out on you. And when there's nobody to back you up. You have to stand there stone faced and just take it and tell them, "Okay, I'm going to help you out however I can and just take the punches of all the bullshit they're spitting at you.
0: Yeah, but in this case, I was sleep deprived, so I wasn't taking any shit. So I just told her, like, you should have just gotten a shopping cart. Why don't you go get your shopping cart? <laughs> and she's, she's just like, She's just like, What is your name? <laughs> I said, My name is Michael. There's three of us that work here. Good luck.
1: You should always use an alibi. My go-to is Dennis. Okay. <laughs> just use the name Dennis? Yes. So that somewhere in the world, some Dennis is fired. Poor Dennis. Anybody named Dennis doesn't deserve employment. I knew a guy named Dennis. He was, um, he was a friend of my mom's.
0: He, uh... I believe he was addicted to drugs and he, um, he had to have facial uh, reconstructive surgery because he worked in uh, some kind of field where he literally got his face crushed and um, he had to get it fucking fully reconstructed and it, it did not look right. It, it really looked bad. And uh, he always wore sunglasses to try and cover his eyes and other things. He just, he did not look right. I think he ended up um, overdosing on drugs at some point a few years ago.
1: I know you're trying to make me feel bad, but I'm never going to have sympathy for a Dennis. No,
0: like, I mean, I guess I feel bad, but I mean, he was he was kind of an asshole.
1: Listen, my position on Dennis Eye is very set, and I'm not planning on changing it anytime soon.
0: Wasn't the fucking dude that grows a mustache in the Spongebob movie, wasn't his name Dennis? Yes, I think so. <laughs> I
1: think his name was Dennis. Name's Dennis. I've been hired to exterminate you. Uh, I don't know why, like I just, I, the name Dennis is always really funny to me. Dennis,
0: I think also just Dennis the Menace, the old comics, like that's that's Dennis the, the Menace. That is literally the first thing I think of when it comes to the name Dennis.
1: I don't know what it is. It's just such like a mundane name that it's just funny. It is. Um, I don't even think we ever really know
0: that many people named Dennis. I don't think it's that common of a name. Like imagine naming your pet Dennis. Like Dave, Kyle, Michael. those, those are all very common names. I don't think I've met many people named Dennis. There's only one Dennis I can think of that I've ever met, and it's that dude with the f- weird face.
1: Good. We're keeping the Dennises off the streets. I like that. Anybody listening named Dennis change your name legally anybody listening named dennis don't listen anymore stop <laughs> like imagine my entire audience people only tuned in they're that just word. like
0: my name's dennis <laughs> imagine imagine we actually get people to change their legal name to dennis just because they want to spite us
1: yeah that's gonna be the first ever terribly titled talks challenge if you change your name from what it is now to Dennis legally, I'll give you a shout-out on the show.
0: Okay, if anybody legally changes their middle name to Alf.
1: Oh, God. Yeah, Alf or Willie. Both of those are good. Both of those are good names. I suppose it's only fair that my Alf obsession rivals your Taco Bell obsession.
0: Yeah, you um, you certainly have a passion for Alf. I remember when you were messaging me uh, about wanting to get an Alf tattoo as your very first tattoo. <laughs>
1: I, I, I don't know. It was like half serious and half not, but it was like at a point where I'm like, okay, this is funny. But it genuinely means a lot to you. Sure, it means a lot, but also at the same time, when is this too far, you know? <laughs> and it's like, I know that if I had gone through with it, I would have sat down in that tattoo chair while the pin is drawing Alf's big nose on my back. And I would have had that momentary clarity where I'm like, what the fuck am I doing with my life?
0: I wonder what it will take for me to get the fucking Mountain Dew Baja Blast logo tattooed on my body somewhere forever.
1: If you got free Baja Blast for life, would you do it? Yes. <laughs> Without a fucking <laughs> doubt.
0: But but I <laughs> But I would ha- I would put it on a body. I would put it somewhere on my body where it could be hidden, like on like on my arm or on my butt or something.
1: Sure. It would have to be the size though of like the soda can logo. Okay, that's, that's fine. I mean, that's reasonable. That's about the size of my jack-o'-lantern tattoo on my forearm.
0: Yeah, that's not a bad size. I could do that. I would put that on, like, my back or my arm or something. Face. No, <laughs>
1: never. I would never get a face tattoo. I mean, props to people that can. I couldn't. I mean, if you got it down south, then you would always have a Baja Blast, right? Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, true. This fucking Baja Blast is empty.
1: You're drinking one right now with the Taco You're, like, you've completely sh- become a shill. You're a complete shill. <laughs> I have. It's, it's all fucking ice and water now. I literally just
0: had Taco Bell. I'm not disappointed. You're just disappointed. Like, you are disappointed. No,
1: it's your life. <laughs> you are a complete shill. Like, you have completely sold out. There's no coming back from this. Your soul is the sole property of Taco Bell.
0: I fucking shilled the second I um the second Ashley put me on a podcast with her, live streams whatever you want to call it with her and uh, gave me a fucking persona that had the Baja Blast color scheme.
1: You know what? I'm going to feel like an idiot, but that now I just realized that. You didn't know? No, I just thought it was quirky. No, <laughs> that's the color of Baja Blast. Listen, just because I have my own show doesn't mean I'm smart. Most people that have their own show are not smart. So. <laughs> this is a true fact. It
0: is, it is true. Not everybody that has a show is smart, and that's probably why the shows are successful.
1: Didn't you get a promotional bag of stuff from Baja Blast? From PepsiCo. They sent me this box. They were like, we're going to gift you the ultimate Baja Blast
0: gift set or something.
1: That sounds like the prize you would get if you lost in the first round of Legends of the Hidden Temple. It's physical. Meta-physical.
0: It's mental. Monumental. It's Legends of the Hidden Temple every weekend at 635 30 Central on Nick. Hold on, I can find the email. I will literally read this email. I don't care. Uh, Hold on, PepsiCo. PepsiCo. Okay, no, that's not it. What's his name? Daniel? trying to remember this guy's name that like sent his me his an- name was dennis <laughs> if it was dennis that would be surprising okay it's not daniel fuck i don't know this guy's name but there was this guy that literally just emailed me and said hey i'm i work with the i work with pepsico and uh, we want to we saw your twitter account we saw that you have at the time eight thousand followers and uh, we like that you like baja blast so much and that you promote it so much we will send you a gift set and I'm like, cool, here's my address.
1: Was that before or after we had the Baja Blast War? Um... I think it was after.
0: I think that it was after the Baja War. Which, by the way, we should touch up on.
1: Oh, yeah, we absolutely should. Uh, At the time, I was working at an outdoor barbecue and meat shop in Los Angeles. I
0: remember, yeah, you went out for lunch at some point and got Taco Bell.
1: Yeah, I went to lunch because there was a Taco Bell across the street and I decided to get a Baja Blast. And I guess at some point I just tweeted at you, like, hey, Michael Kovac. And I just took a video of me slamming the half-drinking soda on the ground. <laughs> and that was basically the assassination of Franz Ferdinand of the Baja Blast War.
0: Yeah, and then a- immediately after, I believe I went to Taco Bell and just got a Baja Blast or something. Or I just picked up a can. I can't remember if I had cans or not at the time.
1: So for some reason, some spark in me decided that that was too far. <laughs> So I went and I bought four large cups of of the Great Blue Nectar, and I brought it to my parking garage, and um, I just ran over it with my car. And you, honestly, I fucking give you
0: massive props for that, because you hit them all.
1: I just lined them all up behind my back wheel while my friend Amin filmed it for me, and I just sent that to you, and... I, I think I won. There was no retaliation at that point, right? I think that I sent you
0: one more video at some point, point. I think it was me basically surrendering, where I just, I just took a can of Baja Blast and I poured it into a toilet, made it look like I was peeing.
1: Perfect. That's the ultimate white flag in this scenario. I think that I remember doing that. I wasted $12 on that bit. <laughs> $12 well wasted, honestly. That's $12 I'll never see in my lifetime.
0: I will literally PayPal you $12 right now and pay you back for it
1: (laughs) that's 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 the winnings i get from the war yeah
0: i owe you 12 dollars now i have to pay you back for the baja redemption
1: it fits right in with history the treaty of versailles the louisiana purchase and the great baja blast exchange mountain dew baja blast a taco bell original is now in bottles and cans Ah! What? Get someone you still can. Here this summer, gone this summer. So let's kind of try to move away from Taco Bell, unless they decide to sponsor this.
0: I'm trying to remember what I was talking about before uh, we got into the um, Baja War talk. Um, oh yeah, the PepsiCo pa- me- uh, package. I will, I will tell you about that, and then we can stop with the Taco Bell talk. So they did send me this package, and uh, it was the most disappointing package I could have received. <laughs>
1: It was a swag bag. What did you expect?
0: I know, I know, but it was still underwhelming. So I think I got two or six cans of Baja Blast out of it, all of which were stale and garbage. Um, I got a little fanny pack that didn't fit around me because I'm too fat. (laughs) How
1: ironic is that? You get sent a fanny pack by Baja Blast but because you drank too much Baja Blast, it doesn't fit. Exactly. That's that's that is what is uh,
0: attributed to my weight gain. Absolutely.
1: That's what we call a vicious cycle.
0: Yeah. Exactly. They send me this fanny pack that is just it, it would pro- it fit my sister? Didn't fit me. So she could, she can have it. She took it. It's hers.
1: She'll so have a Baja Blast with that. Oh
0: yeah. But yeah, it was just an, a very underwhelming package. I did end up getting another package from them uh, a few months later. It was for. Uh, What is it? Voltage? Is that what it's called? Mountain Dew Voltage? There are so many flavors now. It's like the blue one. I can't remember. It was some, uh, I can't remember if it was like 7-Eleven or Circle K. I think it was a Circle K deal, and, uh, it was just some cup. It was stupid.
1: I don't drink soda anymore, and that's not to, like, say I'm better than you, but I'm better than you. You are better than me. I think that it's probably for the best that you don't drink soda, because
0: that shit is garbage. And it makes you feel like garbage.
1: The thing is, is that I still occasionally, like, if I'm at, like, a party or something, I'll mix maybe soda with some alcohol or something. Yeah, if,
0: if you're going out, I mean, you might as well have a little soda if you're with friends partying.
1: If I'm just sitting, like, at the computer in my, like, Evil Dead PJs, I'm not going to be drinking Coke Zero.
0: Right. Water is probably the best thing you can consume anyway because it doesn't make you feel like total trash. Right. It, it's hard to get over drinking soda. Uh, at first for a lot of people because, you know, it is an addiction. Soda can be an addiction. Same with junk food. You know, once you break out of that for a while, it's it's not that bad. You actually feel pretty great. I remember I went, I think, six or seven months drinking nothing but water, and it felt fantastic. It's like a cleanse. It it really is like a cleanse, and I think I lost like 30 pounds. Um, It really does feel great, and it makes you
1: it, it, it's just
0: better for your body. I don't know how better to word it, but it's just, you feel fucking good.
1: The message here is to drink water, children.
0: The message is, don't be like me. Don't be a heathen. Don't drink
1: soda all day long, every day. All you Michael Kovac fanatics out there, pour some water on your bones consume water. Be better than your hero. Fuji water is
0: just overpriced sink water.
1: I uh, Fiji water. is Wait, it's Fiji water, isn't it? It's it's Fiji. Okay. I was going to let that slide not make you feel like an idiot, but now I'm going to shame you. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and shame me. I said
0: Fuji by accident.
1: Oops. I was going to say, I usually get the smart water. Yeah, smart water is pretty good. Yeah, it's because I'm, I'm a dumb person, so drinking smart water like kind of balances it out. Have you ever had boxed water? No, but I've seen it. You're talking about the milk carton shaped ones right it's weird it i mean it tastes fine but it's weird is there a differential
0: in flavor from other water i couldn't tell a difference it's just water
1: i mean it's all just water right (laughs) like like there's no flavor to water it's just water i'll see people online doing water comparison tests did you see the the report of the week uh yeah great value (laughs) what i was thinking of was the report of the week yeah i love that video now both of these jugs are great value brand And this is a comparison a rare side-by-side comparison review live from Report of the Week studios. We are reviewing and comparing Great Value purified drinking water, and we're comparing that to Great Value spring water. All right. The Report of the Week is a wonderful human specimen. He
0: He is a charming little fella. I, I I can't believe that he's like twenty three or twenty two years old. He looks really? like he's like sixteen. He still looks like a sixteen, seventeen year old. He's he's young. He he is young, but he's not as young as I would think. He also has a radio show actually. He does, yeah. I can't remember what it's called, but it is like the Report of the Week still. Right. Just has some other title to it.
1: Well, speaking of a radio show, that's what your ears are listening to right now.
0: You are listening to 108.6. I don't know what station that is. It probably exists. Tune into 108.6. See what the fuck it
1: is. It's probably some Christian religious radio channel. I remember my favorite, when I was younger, my favorite rock station 93.7 in baton rouge just one day in high school switched over to like a religious channel and i was just like no (laughs) (laughs) like you literally fucking screamed no like where's my where's my three days grace fix now i'll never get it (laughs) now i have to deal with the real three days grace
0: okay but i was having a conversation with one of my friends and uh there are actually some religious like music groups that did uh what is it, like Catholic rock songs that are actually pretty fucking good.
1: Sure. Dude, there are death metal bands that do
0: Christian music. And they're not bad. They are good. Even if it's about faith, there there can be some good-ass music that comes from religion.
1: Oh, dude, 100%. Like I- I'm Like not a religious
0: person, but there is some good religious music out there.
1: I genuinely love full gospel choir music just from how big and fun it is. I think it's
0: a nostalgia thing for me. Uh, because I did go to church as a kid.
1: Oh, yeah, same. I mean, I grew up in southern Louisiana, so I grew up in a Catholic household. Um, my family still goes to church. It's fine. Uh, I've kind of, you know, fallen off that path myself. But, God, like, gospel music is still good. Gospel music is pretty good.
0: Uh, I I couldn't tell you any specific gospel music off the top of my head. I just know—actually, <laughs> I just went to um, a friend of mine, my friend Elijah. He had some kind of performance— uh, in downtown seattle that i went to
1: that is also the most like catholic name too
0: it is elijah i know it's super catholic um he was it was it was some uh some performance inside of this church and i went to the church and uh, i invited ashley to go with me but she's she's not religious at all and so she uh, decided against it i'm not religious either but i went and uh, it was she would have hated it. It felt like I was in elementary school again because I went to a Catholic elementary school. It literally felt like I was at Sunday mass again. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: uh, it was it was a little it was weird. It was uncomfortable. It's weird when you grew up too in that environment because um, you kind of get ingrained in that. And of course, like you know, if people. Choose to remain religious. That's fine, of course. I mean, do your thing.
0: Oh, of course. I have a, a few religious friends, and I don't, I don't blame them for being religious. I think that it's totally fair to have beliefs, and uh, I think that it really does help with, um, I don't, I don't want to say accepting death.
1: Well, that's where I was going to go. Is that like trying to avoid your brain dealing with that whole black void situation?
0: Right. It's a good way of trying to help find a way to be okay and accepting of the fact that life's going to end someday. And, you know, maybe there's a place you can go after life ends. Maybe there's someone greater. Who knows? I think that having blind faith in some cases can be, can be bad. But I think that if it's like, if you aren't super obsessive over your religion, if you aren't, like, an asshole about it...
1: Well, no, like, like it, it mainly depends on if it makes you happy. Right.
0: If you're genuinely happy, if you don't belittle others for not partaking in your religion, then I think that's fine. I think it's totally okay. And I'm more than happy
1: for people that have faith. I completely agree. And speaking of the afterlife, we both worked on a show about hell. We did. That is... This is our second time
0: mentioning it. Yes, we have worked on Hasbin Hotel. Oh, I got to I got to I got to fix that
1: earlier transition because I'm going to sound like a moron.
0: You are. <laughs> but yes, <laughs> Maybe this, maybe that would be a better transition to uh, go back to what we did talk about before. Nah, fuck it. Who cares? Who cares? Fuck it. We'll figure it out in post.
1: You know, I, we already said the story about the Root Canal audition. Yeah. But we didn't really get to know each other until soon after when we started doing the line readings for the script.
0: Yeah, when it was before you got uh an actual cast uh voice director and it was just you and viv in a call with
1: me yeah and that's when we laid the groundwork to become buddies
0: yeah i don't think we talked too much uh at that time we kind of talked a little bit i think it was maybe a year ago uh a little before WonderCon, that we actually started talking a lot more
1: we found out that we had a very similar sense of humor
0: oh yes a very crude sense of humor
1: I also really enjoy our interactions online because one of my favorite things to do is just some weird bit that confuses everybody, and you usually go along with it.
0: Oh yeah, play up a bit and uh, just pretend you're serious, or maybe be completely serious, and uh, the world will never know. They can't tell. They'll never know. They'll never know if you genuinely mean it or not. (laughs) That's that's part of the fucking joy of being on the internet and conveying things through text is people will never know if you're being serious or not. It
1: has its ups and downs with that because on the plus side, like, you could get away with, like, really dry kind of sarcastic humor. But on the negative side, like, if you're actually, like uh, like, in some, like, horrible car wreck and you make some what sounds like some snarky jest about it people aren't going to believe you. This is this is coming from a real place. Uh, yeah, because I I made a joke the other day just like this and that happened. I made a joke and I just said uh the one good thing about getting hit by a car is that you're not being hit by a train. <laughs> and multiple people were like, "Are you okay? What happened?" And I'm like, "No, I didn't actually get hit by a car or a train." <laughs> I mean, if you got hit by a car, I think you probably would have said a little more. Could you imagine just tweeting the word ouch with no context and just saying what happens?
0: <laughs> like you stubbed your fucking toe yeah. and you instinctively just pull out your phone and just tweet ouch?
1: Yeah, that's how you know you have a problem.
0: That's how you know you're a part of the social media generation. There's, there's got to be someone out there that has... Li- no, no, there are people. There are multiple people. There are a lot of people that are obsessed with p- tweeting, and uh, that's literally all they do is tweet.
1: I go in and out, I'll admit. Like, there are some times, especially right now, I'm in between being at home and and going to my new job. Uh, I've been on social media a lot. But then there are times where, like, if I'm just, like, focused on something, I'll just try to stay as far away from it as I can.
0: Yeah, I get that. Looking at your Twitter also, I see you've tweeted about 20,000 times.
1: I know. Isn't it terrible? (laughs) That's a
0: lot. I've tweeted uh, almost 9,000 times. That's still a
1: lot. And you have much more power than I do on said website.
0: For now, we'll see what the future holds.
1: The future holds nothing but sadness for me and greatness for you. <laughs> That's fucking
0: <laughs> horrible, Dave. Don't, don't make
1: me feel bad. I already insulted your, your buddy, Dennis, so this is retribution.
0: He wasn't my buddy. He was a drug addict. My mom <laughs> knew. <laughs> He was a dude that tried to get my mom's fucking medication off of her all the time That's not a buddy
1: Classic Dennis
0: Classic Dennis fucking (laughs) taking my mom's pain medication for her car accident when she was 17
1: Oh no, it it all ties back into each other (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It all comes together It's a beautifully written story it's like George Lucas said, it's like poetry, it rhymes. Again, it's like poetry, So sort of, they rhyme.
0: It is poetry, but it doesn't rhyme. They rhyme.
1: Now let's actually talk about you a little bit, because I've sat here, you know, budding and ridiculing you. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. But, you know, you are accomplished in your field, I feel.
0: I don't know if I would say that. I, um... Because most of the work I've done has been with, has been, uh, has been, in fact, with independent creators and independent projects. So I'm, I'm mostly based online as far as voice acting goes. I have not ventured out into true professional work, I'd say. I've never been in an actual like recording studio at this point in time. Uh, I've only ever done stuff from home, pretty much.
1: But you're at a point now where I feel like you have that very professional mindset, and you can take that to places like that.
0: I guess so. Like I um I understand uh you know what is what is good in uh kind of establishing yourself, how how you should portray yourself when talking to others in like a business uh in a business type setting. You know, I, I I get the ideas of kind of what goes into the field, so I I would say that I am a bit more informed, and I do have a lot of people that I know in the industry, so I I do have connections and whatnot. So I I would say I am at least at the at the very least pretty involved in the industry, even if I'm not professionally like quite there yet.
1: But I also think that it's important. Those lessons you've learned, because one minor thing that people really overlook is how to separate yourself from a casual conversation and a business conversation, especially when it comes to contacting people.
0: Right, like you don't you don't want to just come off as someone who's who's always talking about your work. You don't want to just uh, come off as like, oh, my work is my entire being, which it's it's fine if you are very passionate about your work, but I do think that it's important to have your own. Uh, way of talking with people. You gotta have a personality. Always,
1: yeah, like have an actual personality that isn't totally based on your work. But also you have to also recognize like in a situation, like if you're if you're trying to contact somebody you're a fan of or, you know, who's professional, you can't be like, hey, bud, how's it going? And you also can't be like, oh my God, I love you. You gotta be cool but collected. Yeah, I don't think I've ever actually, even before
0: uh, I started getting genuine voiceover opportunities i don't think i was ever the type to um try and kiss ass essentially i uh i've never really liked the idea of sucking up to people to try and get work i understand why people do it i just i couldn't i can't do that i uh i just kind of wing it usually and just say hey uh this looks cool here's my audition or here's my demo and then i leave it at that i don't typically say like I saw all of these videos from you and they were so good. I I usually try to avoid that. Yeah. If there's like one video I've seen or something that I really liked, I might say,
1: hey, I was a big fan of this. I sometimes try, if I meet somebody that I'm genuinely a fan of, that I've seen like a lot of their stuff, and I want to talk about their work, I'll always go for like the most obscure piece of their work. Right. Because I feel like that's a more interesting conversation starter. It's like me going to meet Burst Campbell and instead of, Talking about Evil Dead, I was like, hey, I loved you in Congo.
0: <laughs> I don't even know what Congo is.
1: Congo is a movie with Tim Curry, Bruce Campbell, and a talking monkey. Oh. That's all you need to know to be sold on this film. I'm eating a uh, my last um, cinnabon. <laughs> I'm going to catch a cavity through your microphone. You are.
0: No, but what I was going to ask is, um, did this come before or after The Evil Dead?
1: Oh, after, of course. (laughs) Oh, okay. I hope he got paid very well for that movie. Actually, whenever people ask him about Congo, they ask him why he did it, and he said because the check cleared. Ooh, okay. It's one of those movies. Tim Curry is amazing in it also because, like, he just gives this extremely over-the-top performance as this guy who just wants to find diamonds. Hmm, okay. And, And, like, it's just in that very Tim Curry way, like, the diamonds are here. No, no. The diamonds are here. <laughs> like, like, like that.
0: I fucking love Tim Curry. Like, I think, I think everybody knows about this performance, but just one of my genuine favorite things of his is just that one video game where he's like, I'll go to the one place. spice,
1: <laughs> spice." I'm escaping to the one place that hasn't been corrupted by capitalism.
0: Space! And like you can fucking hear him like dying, laughing, trying to get it out.
1: And he looks like he's having an orgasm when he says that line.
0: Like <laughs> it's because he's—it's absolutely because he's fighting back laughter. <laughs> You're doing that clown laugh. That's
1: how you know I—I th- I really
0: find something funny. <laughs> like I do the clown laugh too when it, when something
1: really gets me going. Growing up, when I was a kid, my favorite movie. That I actually brought to like show and tell in kindergarten was Muppet Treasure Island.
0: Oh man.
1: (laughs) And I remember because he was long John Silver in that. And I rewatched it recently for the first time in years. And I, because you know how when you're a kid, like you don't process as much.
0: Right, right. Like you remember certain things about
1: it. I remembered all the songs and stuff, but what I didn't remember was just how over the top Tim Curry was. And and just like how many fourth wall jokes there are where he's just like, hold me up, lads. This is my only number.
0: I need to rewatch it i i um I don't think I've seen it since I was a little kid if I've ever seen it
1: I wore out the v h s tape watching that movie. I think the only
0: movie I've ever I've ever worn out the v h s tape of was Toy Story as a little kid
1: ah yes because
0: i I would watch that shit on repeat just every day.
1: you also wore out the v h s instructional tape of taco Bell employees. yes, in fact, i did no <laughs>
0: <laughs> i uh again, like I said, I didn't get into Taco Bell until. The
1: age of video cassette was over. That would be amazing to get your hands
0: on. To get, like, an instruction video from Taco Bell. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen, um... Okay, this isn't Taco Bell, but KFC. Have you seen the virtual reality instructional video that KFC did? No, I have not. So they have, like, this virtual reality game. I don't think it's actually given to their employees to play. I don't think they actually do that. I think it was made as a joke for marketing, but... It's really funny. They just got this guy doing the voiceover for the colonel. He's like,
1: where's me, the colonel? <coughs> like
0: he sounds sickly and shit. It's, it's just him guiding the player into making the the perfect KFC chicken. And uh, it's really self-aware. It, it can be annoying, uh, but it's I, I think that it's really fucking stupid and funny.
1: I saw a Wendy's instructional tape on YouTube from the 80s in which this kid, it's like his first day on the job, And he comes in and is like, all right, go ahead and start cleaning that grill or whatever. And he's going to it and he looks up at the microwave, and all of a sudden, this guy's head comes out and basically sucks the kid into this vortex. And they just end up in this neon room with colored lights. dancing around the grill while this guy just starts rapping about all the essential grill skills this kid is gonna need to make it at Wendy's whoa and it's like the perfect thing that would be a parody now but it's like no this was actually real
0: holy shit I found the video uh Wendy's grill skills
1: yeah wendy's grill skills <laughs> <What> the- <laughs> i'm
0: gonna add this to the watch later i have to see this
1: so now this podcast is sponsored by taco bell kfc and wendy's and pita yeah and uh remember Animals taste good I was gonna say ironically the first three don't coincide with the last one
0: They don't because they're all burger places (laughs) or meat places So get get your animals
1: while they're fresh Well Michael I think this has been a pleasure I'd like to think that
0: You'd like to I think that this was a fucking mistake
1: Well, tell that to them but you know you can't Who are they? You don't Don't ask that question
0: Dave I need answers
1: I'm sorry You shouldn't have asked that question
0: I'm fucking leaving. Fuck this, dude.
1: And that's our show. Thanks for tuning in, folks. See you next time on the next Terribly Titled Talks with Dave Capdeville. Bye. Bye. <laughs> now, working the grill bill, it ain't so tough. But first of all, you got to check your stuff, like a grill that's set at 250, with the meat and cheese that's ready to go, a towel to keep your station looking cool, but most of all, you got to have your tool. Are you with me now? Get ready, we're going to lay them down. Now beats got grain to it, just like wood. You got to follow the arrow to lay it down like you should. From the front to the back, you got to lay it down. Space it evenly, not scattered around. Next, you got to salt the meat from the back to the front to make the taste complete. Not too little, not too much. With a little finesse, you'll get the touch.